It's time for Crop Talk, local issues that area growers and producers are talking about. Crop Talk is brought to you by Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management Services and Harmeyer Auction and Appraisal Company. With our farm expert, Scott Caldwell. Good morning to everybody. Welcome back to the program this weekend. This is Scott Caldwell with you once again. And today I am talking with Jason Waterman, the District Forester for the Indiana Department of Natural Resources. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Scott. Thank you. Hey, thanks for being here. I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. I know there's a lot of stuff going on, but we're going to jump out for just a minute here and chat with me. So tell me a little bit about your ag background or kind of how you got into this area. Uh, Well, I grew up on a small farm in Hamilton County uh, near Noblesville. Uh, My grandparents had a little woodlot on there, and every moment I could, I was out there exploring and whatnot. Uh, So when I graduated from high school, I just felt drawn to go study uh, woodlands, conservation, and such, and forestry was a natural fit. So Purdue had that program, and that's where I went. So after Purdue, how did your career path go? Take me from Purdue to now. Uh, so after my bachelor's, I actually stayed at Purdue and got a master's degree in forestry. Um, at that moment in time, jobs were a little scarce, mm-hmm. uh, but I was able to find a, a job at Martin State Forest, which is down by Bedford. Uh, was there for about six months when this position opened up, and at that time it was based in Connorsville. Uh, so I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to, to, to move here. Um, and uh, that's that's how I landed in this area of Indiana Um, but yeah this is all working now with private landowners as opposed to public ground uh, and such and so that's where I'm at. So talk to me a little bit more about what working with the private landowners what is your geography that you cover and what do you do with these private landowners? Um, So I have a multiple county district that I cover Um, actually right now I have five counties that I cover Uh, Franklin, uh, Fayette, Union, Wayne, and Rush County. Okay. Um, and if a person has uh, 10 acres of woodlands or more, uh, or area that they want to plant to trees or something like that, I'm a resource that they can reach out to. Uh, I can come out, look at the site, uh, explain what they have, what's going on, what some of the ecological problems they may be facing, and then kind of give them some options as far as management, you know, here's something you can consider, there's something that you probably ought to avoid, uh, and that kind of thing, to help them make informed, educated decisions so that they can, you know, reach their goals and objectives with their woodlands. Okay, so you kind of do kind of a dual credit role, or dual role, if I'm hearing you right. Some of it's making recommendations, some of it's pointing them towards the resources that they need for the next steps. Yes, that's that's both of them. So... Without naming names, so let's protect the guilty or whatever you want to say or the or whatever. <laughs> What's some of the most unusual requests that you've gotten, whether that's odd or like really cool? <laughs> um, odd. Uh, I've had some people uh, over the course of time want to plant some sort of non-native tree. They've heard, oh, this is going to be the best thing ever uh, kind of thing. Uh, we generally don't want to plant non-native things, you know, think multiflora rose or kudzu down south or, you know, non-native things can be a bit of a problem. So I would discourage people from going down that road. Uh, cool stuff, on the other hand, uh, there's a tremendous amount of, of neat things hiding out there in, in the woodlands. 
Um, I've had some landowners that had um, like Indian mounds on there and they oh, wow. were curious as to you know what to do to take care of them so they don't get you know ruined or damaged or whatever. Uh, old uh, pioneer homesteads, old family cemeteries. Oh, wow. uh, I mean there's there's tremendous uh, things out there hiding. Um, and then there's also you know endangered species, rare orchids that you can find and, and stuff like that. So yeah, there's all kinds of, of neat uh, things hiding out there and, and landowners some of people are, are you know ignorant of it you know they, they see this bush or flower or whatever and they don't know what they're looking mm -hmm. at but there are a lot of people that are aware uh, and they just don't know what the next step is how to do and like, so they have this thing now what exactly exactly awesome. now you work for private landowners what's different role between why private and not the public use in there how's how's that split up all right so um public lands are exactly that they are owned by the, the government um for, on behalf of, of the public and so they are typically uh managed by uh public officials whether it be the state parks or the reservoirs uh we do have state forest lands in indiana um uh, which are managed by foresters uh, like, but all those public lands have specific uh, goals and objectives. So state parks obviously are focused more on recreation, uh, things like that. Um, private lands, however, are all owned by individuals. And the vast majority of Indiana is actually in private land holdings. Um, like 85% of Indiana's forests are privately owned. Um, and it's kind of like the Wild West. You know, there's a whole lot of stuff and most people don't understand it really well uh, and they are therefore very vulnerable to uh, people uh, taking advantage of, of that lack of knowledge. Um, so I'm kind of here hopefully wearing a white hat to, <laughs> to help people understand and make good choices. Awesome. Well, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor and when we come back, let's talk a little bit about that misinformation that some people get and how we can correct that stuff, right? Okay. We'll be right back. Are you receiving the correct cash rent? Is there improvements that could be made to increase your return from your farmland investment? Take advantage of the current strong ag economy and let us help you evaluate your farming operation and maximize your investments. At Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management, we bring over 90 years of experience and knowledge to the table. We listen and can understand your farming goals. We offer advice, recommendations, solutions, and create a plan on how we can help you meet your needs and goals. Take advantage of the current strong ag economy. Contact Chris or Lauren Peacock or Craig Springmeyer and let us help you evaluate your farming operation and maximize your investment. Experience, knowledge, and professionalism. Contact Halderman today at Halderman.com. All right, we're back. Again, this is Scott Caldwell talking with Jason Waterman, the District Forester for the Indiana Department of Natural Resources. And Jason, before the break, you mentioned the idea that people get a lot of misinformation. Mm -hmm. What is some of the, I guess, most popular misinformation that's out there? Uh, it's kind of, I would say it's opposite ends of the spectrum. Okay. Um, either... Uh, Cutting timber or, or doing any kind of management is going to absolutely destroy the ecosystem or the opposite, it's a, a kind of a fear-mongering thing. This is all going to die off and, and be horrible and disastrous and we need to do something and do it right now. 
Um, so forests are long-term and uh, very seldom do you need to do something drastically, mm -hmm. uh, you know, urgently, uh, but more than likely between now and forever, you probably ought to do something. So what are some of those somethings that we should be doing just kind of on our own that people don't necessarily have to come out and consult with if they hear this, they just, oh, this is something I need to put on my to-do list. Yeah. Uh, one is just get a greater awareness of what you have out there. Um, and there's all kinds of apps to identify plants and animals and, and whatnot. Uh, another big thing is to figure out what you want your woodlands to do for you, why you own it. Are you a hunter? Do you just like you know, seeing it out there? Uh, do you want to actually drive income off of it through timber harvesting or whatever? Um, and then based on what you want and what you're actually seeing, then you can kind of start figuring out, oh, here's an issue I need to deal with or there's something I, I can do to help this be a little bit better. But that's the first, first step mm -hmm. and I often help people <laughs> take that step get them down that path exactly and make sure it's a clear path with no weeds right hopefully <laughs> hopefully yes. there exactly um, you mentioned also earlier the non-native plants and you mentioned mm -hmm. a couple things what are some of the more um, common or more visible non-native plants that are out here that really shouldn't be uh, so in the whitewater valley uh, one of the more common ones is bush honeysuckle um, it is a bush that leaves out very early in the spring and it holds its leaves incredibly late into the fall um, and it has the capacity to just choke out everything in the understory uh, which in you know the short term eh. in the long term though without any new trees coming up eventually the older trees will slowly die and then there will be no forest left. Right. So yeah, it, it, that's one big problem. Um, autumn olive is another invasive shrub. Uh, there are other invasive trees and grasses and you know other types of forbs too that can cause problems. But those those two, bush honeysuckle and uh, autumn olive, are, are two of the big ones that we deal with. Yeah. Now we talk about trees and non-native and those ones that people don't like. There's a two-word tree that's out there that I don't know that you deal with much in the forest area, but Bradford pear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should see the look on his face right now. <laughs> uh, Bradford pear or calorie pear is another term for it. That is a species that was widely, widely, widely recommended for landscaping for years and years. Um, and while it may be a beautiful tree, it actually has become invasive and it is moving into our uh, natural areas. It is very aggressive and chokes out a lot of other things. Very similar story to these other, other shrubs. So uh, when you're doing your landscaping, um, go with native species and you'll be far, far better off ecologically across the landscape uh, than bringing in the, the next new wow thing that nobody's ever heard of before because that's an uncontrolled experiment and we may find out that that was a mistake. <laughs> so. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Exactly. Bad yes. life choice. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. So folks, when you have that opportunity, make sure you think about what's out there, what your purpose is, and be able to talk to someone like Jason uh, for that. Jason, how is it that they can get a hold of you if they've got a question? Uh, well, if you do a Google search for Indiana District Forester, you will find uh, a listing online. Uh, there are district foresters that cover every single county in the state, so you know we're out there. Um, my office is up in Richmond. Uh, phone number uh, is 765-935-9415. 
uh, and the email is jwaterman at dnr.in.gov. Awesome. I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. But before you leave, i got to ask you the same question I ask everybody at the end of the program, and that is, what's something you wish you had known when you were younger? I wish I had known that it's best to think in tree time, not in human time. We get all worked up about what's going on today, this afternoon, i got to get this done, i got to get that done, and we give ourselves a tremendous amount of stress and anxiety. The trees don't care. They work <laughs> in a very different time scale, and your life will be a lot simpler if you think long-term like a tree. That, that's just kind of blowing my mind right now. And I know even this morning before you came in, I was stressing about all these things that I've got to get done, but that's a great way to think about using tree time. So I think I'm going to add that into my vocabulary for the future. All right, so folks, this has been Scott Caldwell with Jason Waterman, the District Forester for Indiana DNR. And I want to make sure that you remember to tell your story and agriculture story because they deserve to be heard. Have a great week. Crop Talk is brought to you by Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management and by Harmeyer Auction and Appraisal Company. Thanks for listening. And join us next Sunday morning immediately after Community Caravan for Crop Talk. With farm expert Scott Caldwell. From the station proud to support our area growers and producers. Kicks 96.